Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette by Shewitt & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Café Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. According to the United States Geological Survey, 71% of the Earth's surface is water, and 96% of that, in other words, almost all of that, is ocean. Seeing that most of the planet is ocean, you might wonder why it's called Earth at all. In theory, it should really be called water. And seeing as there are billions more fish than there are humans, you would think that us relatively few humans would be dominated by fish. Whether you explain the fact that we eat fish rather than them eating us, as evolution, God's design, or we're part of some freaky alien experiment, fish are a vital part of the diet of humans almost anywhere. In our part of the world, seafood is elevated to somewhere between a religion and a way of life. And it's a vital part of our economy, no place more so than Delcom. Although Delcom only has 2,000 residents, on the day in 2013 when the port of Delcom launched the seafood and farmers market, 1,000 of them showed up. Today, the monthly market is a staple of the area. People come from as far away as Arkansas, lured mainly by the chance to get their hands on highly prized Vermilion Bay shrimp. The assistant manager of the Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market and the community relations coordinator for the Port of Delcom is Tammy Gordon. Tammy, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. As you know, there are a lot of ways to prepare seafood, fried, grilled, sautéed and cooked in a gumbo, to name a few. It's only relatively recently, though, that here in Acadiana we've been able to eat fish that doesn't require any methods of, these, of cooking. I'm talking about sushi. In 2002, Michelle Ezel opened Lafayette's first sushi restaurant, Tsunami, for no better reason than she loved sushi. And she was tired of driving to Baton Rouge or even New Orleans to get it. Since opening Tsunami in Lafayette, Michelle has opened another Tsunami in Baton Rouge and more recently a third one in New Orleans. Michelle, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you, Aileen. Tammy. Delcom is a small town that thinks big. The port of Delcom, which is the lifeblood of the town, has a list of current projects that sound like developments on the Hudson River in New York City. I'm going to read this list, and let me stress, these are not pie-in-the-sky dreams, these are current projects. You're building a new recreational boat launch with expanded parking. You're building additional piers and docking for fishers. There's a pavilion for the seafood market, a fishing and observation pier, a marina and boat stalls for recreational vessels with long-term docking and storage, dockside facilities adjacent to the marina, and motor vehicle parking at the marina. In a town with a tax base of only 2,000 residents, who's paying for all this? Grants. (laughs) Grants. <laughs> we did get grants. Yes, uh, we were lucky enough to uh, receive a huge grant, $3.4 million, uh, to do the Bayou Carlin Cove, which was the pavilion and the boat dock. And um, it's been such a great success. The town of Delcom was way in need of a boat dock um, because the dock we had was so small, you know, a single boat, not even the large boats. So it's been a blessing in disguise to have something like this. And then the port had to add on another 600000 to of their own money from taxes and whatnot to get 
to get this project done. And I have a feeling it won't be too long before even all of this stuff is well, too small and you need more. Yes, and some of the things you said that are getting done is already done. The marina actually opened up in 2012, and that was through a tax that they did, a, a tax mill they did between uh, the Twin Parish ports. And with that, uh, it, was a, it cost us a million dollars. It was a old fuel dock that they transformed into a marina. Michelle, restaurant trains as successful as Tsunami are typically run by established hospitality industry companies. When you started Tsunami, you, your only culinary background was a job you'd had in college working at Corn Dog on a Stick. Mm-hmm. I need to know more about Corn Dog on a Stick. <laughs> Yummy stuff. I know that when you first tried to get Tsunami off the ground here in Lafayette, you had trouble getting banks to loan you money. Looking back, knowing what you know now, you probably don't find it so surprising. When you opened the Tsunami in Baton Rouge and then New Orleans, what mistakes had you made in Lafayette that you made sure you didn't repeat? I didn't make any mistakes, Aileen. <laughs> what are you kidding me? Um, and I'm certainly not going to tell them to the public. Um, I don't know. There weren't any really major mistakes. I mean, silly things, uh, if you want me to be honest, were like the height of the sushi bar. You know, After working for five years at a certain height, the chefs that were helping me design the one in Baton Rouge were like, Oh my gosh, you know, we need just a little bit more height or this needs to be at a different reach for our hands and it would just ergonomically on our bodies be better. So things like that, architectural things like that, um, hiring the right people from Jump was also a a big, we went through, you know, a a host of turnover at the beginning, mostly because I didn't really know what I was doing the first time around. And so we tried to drill a little bit deeper um, through the hiring process and vet out people that were really qualified to do what we were hiring them to do. Um, other than that, thank you, a yummy plate of food just is placed in <laughs> front of me. It does We're all just kind of speechless when it, drew, when it came But out. other than that, I just nothing speaks out that it was a game changer kind of. One difference misstep. must have been that you kind of almost had to educate Lafayette about sushi and once you open the others the world knows about sushi now how difficult was it and how many people were telling you that people in Lafayette will never eat sushi? You know what there's kind of a a yes and a no to that question because I really thought that it was going to be a long haul and that there would be the little train that could going up the mountain to try to teach people about sushi I quickly learned um, two things I quickly learned that people in Lafayette had actually used, had been on a plane and had traveled. What? That's (laughs) crazy talk. Because you know through opera process of research and development we had a lot of pushback from people including um you know local um administrations at banks and whatnot they were all telling us this is a bad idea don't do it no 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 one in life is needed oh yeah well so we were kind of hesitant you know in the back of our head be like no we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and so we quickly learned that yes people did know what sushi was and yes people had eaten it in their travels however they were very um very new to it still even though they had eaten it they had traveled and they had had it they were eating rolls they were eating rolls with a lot of things that I wouldn't really put into the sushi category Um, they were eating a lot of cooked rolls they were eating rolls with a lot of sauces all over them so there was a so that was the yes people didn't know but then here's the no that they did know because they were open to learning more about it. So they'd start with the baby steps, like the crunchy roll and those kind of things. But then, you know, over the course of a year or two, they were they were quickly um, introduced to things like nigiri and sashimi, which is really the, the raw part of sushi. Sashimi. <laughs> I know. So they came around. They were willing. I mean, they eat raw oysters. It wasn't really that far of a leap. My husband was probably one of your first customers because he, he travels. He tra- You know, he used to travel a lot, and he 
always would say, I can't wait to there's sushi around here. And when he heard of them opening up, you could swear that well, he had just seen God when he heard it. <laughs> he was so tell excited. Him, thank you. <laughs> I still feel the same. <laughs> so tell me, who whose job is it to apply, to find out about the grants and apply for them and make them happen in Delcom? Uh, our port director, Wendell Verrett, Take, starts the project. We usually get feedback from uh, several LSU grant. We work with a lot of LSU C grant people, and they have been a big plus, probably start to most of our you know events. Now we do have a grant person on staff with us now. We just received um, six months ago. We received a, a new grant. It's one hundred eighty thousand dollars for three years. And what is that? It's like about 60000 $60, a year to help with advertisement, but also the money in there was to pay to have a grant writer with us, administrator. So she has to track down, you know, when something that go, that we could use for the grant for us for advertisement that makes sure it's market right, it's, you know, everything's taken care of the right way so we could receive another grant another day. You know, because if you don't do it right and turn in all your right paperwork, all your right reports, it could hurt you in the future. So we actually hired somebody, with, but the grant is paid that so, so does it happen do you get a vision and then look for grants to match yes, it or do you yes. look for grants well, and then go oh we should do this okay well, out there. both both a little bit of both the big grant we got for the dock and the pavilion it was there and we just we didn't have when they started the event when they would think what can we do it was a bunch of guys about seven to eight guys that got together at somebody's camp in town right up the bayou of course they and got just, together at somebody's just, camp just guys and they just over beer just drank and talked and said what can we do and some were like oh we could do this in town and oh Delco won't go for that he won't make it he won't and look at it now everything they have done it came through hold on real quick so you said it was just guys that started but the girls follow through I was fixing to say <laughs> who's getting it done yeah, who's getting we it do done that. but um, but it was crazy because you know People would say, that's not a marina in Delcom. Yes, it's a closed marina. Why in Delcom? And when you go to it and you see four or five yachts there, you're like, in Delcom, people just can't get over that. Well, that's what so, I was going to ask you. When you were talking earlier, You're so you have one dock? We have one. the marina, closed in marina, which okay. is probably, and you have to, your boat stays there. You pay a fee a month, and you have a key to get into the to the entry. Okay. And then we have the, the public dock that's a boat. Uh, dock and pavilion that is open to the public. Are they connected? Are they no? Uh, there's a little space. There's a couple of okay. businesses. And how them. much of that is commercial versus sport? Um, the like, can commercial fishermen? Is, yes. Do they yes. go in and out of there? They as actually well? use. We have the extra docks that they park to for the sell the shrimp or whatnot. Okay. I, I didn't get to the Delcom Direct program yet, but um, they pull up and they sell shrimp right off the dock. Okay. And something you're gonna like. Three years ago, two years, not last year because of the flood of 2016, but 2015, we sold 350,000 pounds of fresh shrimp off the dock. Is that a record? That is a record. Really? And then last year, we went down to about 225, but the flood of 2016, shrimp don't like fresh water. Mm-hmm. And all that rainwater went back, you know, drains. People don't realize, but Lafayette Youngsville drains down to Delcom. They don't realize that. Right. So all that fresh water, the shrimp just went back in the ground and back further out. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Tammy Gordon, Community Relations Coordinator from the Port of Delcom and the Assistant Manager of the Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market, and Michelle Ezel, the owner of Tsunami Restaurants in Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and New Orleans. So let's talk logistics for both of you. Logistics are a huge part of what both of you do. I know, Michelle, that some of your fish comes from Japan. We do, How yeah. How does that work? And also, Tammy, how do the... 
How do you know when the boats are coming in? Do they time it for the they markets? Ca- yes, they do. Some of them call us just for that, but they call us because we have a new program. We started in 2012. We got a grant to start this program. It's called Delcom Direct Seafood. Anytime, People are going to be calling you about grass. Any, anytime, any day, you can get online and type in direct, DelcomDirectSeafood.com, and it brings you a menu of what boats are coming in, when they're coming in, where they're coming in at, with a phone number, the the, sh- the fisherman's phone number and name. You call him direct and tell him what you're looking for. So they're out in the Gulf, and they're putting in this information, so there's somebody in there on their iPhone? Or no, they could call us, and we put it on the website for them. We have What's four employees. What De- yes, you, you, I can't Direct. believe you don't know that. Delcom Direct Seafood. And De- I'm proud to say that the Louisiana Direct Seafood and the New Orleans Seafood is all from our, we started first. Delcom Direct Seafood was the first one to start and they came off. So it's like having your own personal fisherman. Yes, it is. I it love is. that. Like we, so I could, you could check online right now and see Delcom Direct and you can see any boats that are coming in with a phone number. And when we're sold out, we're post sold out. And then from there, it goes over to our Facebook pages, and then we all share, and it just comes. It's brilliant. So, Michelle, how does that work when the fish are in Japan and it's not, not just in the shrimp. Gulf? Well, we get from Japan, actually, a lot of times they're just these um, these kind of like uh, surprise boxes. You just place an order, and you give them a, a range of prices, and they a, a box of fish show up, and you don't know what it is. It's That fun. sounds like the best birthday gift <laughs> It ever. actually is really, my chef's freaking love it. They think it's the best thing, and they're like, what, a box full of needlefish? That's not something that they can get on the regular around here. So. Right. But that, this... Delcom Direct is definitely could yes. be a game changer and for another thing, um, our black drum. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans sells tons of it. And Chef Bonnie Bell, Bounty Bro, that won the Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off, used black drum for my program. Did she? And everybody was like, black drum? It is. You have to try it. White is clean as fish. And one of our fishermen sell about a million pounds a year to New Orleans. Wow. Show Michelle, you're juggling fish coming in from all over the world. You're juggling the cooks and the chefs that prepare it and your staff and customers and three locations now. How, how does that all work? It all works with um, really reliable humans that have decided to you know join our tsunami team and i've been incredibly blessed when people comment and say oh you're doing this and you're doing that and you're successful you're i am nothing without them and i always tell people that all i've ever really done is hire well and And how like what's somebody listening that's about to hire staff for the first time what is it you look for how do you make sure you get those right staff i know there's magic in this well one you have to go with your gut um, I mean, I've been burned. I think we've all been burned where you read a resume yes. and it looks, it's gold star resume. And then a week into, sometimes two days into them actually working, you go, this resume does not match this employee. So, I mean, just going with your gut. And um, we're also in a small community where you can pick up the phone and call somebody and go, hey, Aileen, I see this person worked with you. That may have happened. Off the record, <laughs> you want to just give me a little background. So, Tammy and Michelle, this is the part of the show that we call Another Great Idea. Maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got that great idea for you. It's normally me, isn't it? It is. is. They tell you about this job you should apply for or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with or a great investment opportunity you should jump on or a grant they've heard of. You can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that might have turned out really great. Or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Do you each have an example in your life or, or career of a friend who had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice and how did it turn out? Hmm. I could say yes. Uh, I had a friend that called me and let and told me I was working at the hotels. Then I used to be a director of sales, 
and she's called me and said, do you know anybody from Delcom that would want to work part time and that would be out of your house and uh, a lot of tourism experience, could speak to anybody and knows a lot of people in town. Let me know if you know somebody. We I hard. wonder, mm, do we know anyone like so that? I got home that day and I already taken a large cut in pay because I'd gone from Nibiria, from Lafayette to Nibiria. And I got home one day and I told my husband, I said, you know what? This sounds kind of interesting. He said, well, find out more and see. I took a large cut in pay, but it's the best thing I ever did. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I know a lot of people told us not to. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't take their advice. Exactly. A lot of people said not to open Tsunami. It was a bad idea. So I'm glad, definitely glad I didn't do that. Um, I have ideas all the time that I never do anything with. And then all of a sudden I see it on TV. And yes. I thought about that 10 years ago. Dang it. You both left and came back. What did you learn from being away and why did you come back to this area? Honestly, I got a divorce. I came back <laughs> my first step, but I wanted to be back home. There's no place like home. I agree. I think that there's an element of it, again, because I'm a little bit of a new person in, in New Orleans, taking this year to get New Orleans open. And so I don't have the connections that I have here. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal to be able to look across the room and know exactly who that person is, where they work, what they do, who they're married to, who, where do they live. And you can, that's, that's how commerce works in, in the South, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. It's who you know and what you know. It's not always how much you know. It's who you know these areas. You know, and, and that's the way mm -hmm. of down south. You know, everybody helps each other out. And both of you, as, as strong women in business, you're balancing families. I know, Michelle, that this year you've actually moved with your youngest daughter Correct. so she can go to school in New Orleans for a year. Correct. Um, how did you make that decision? Where, where does family come and where does business come and how do you juggle the two? Well, for us, she made that decision. She, she actually asked us last year, the beginning of her eighth grade year, she was like, "This that could be a fun adventure. She has two older sisters that have, they're older and they've done, you know, travel abroad and semester at sea program. And so she's seen that and she thinks it's my turn. I'm like, well, when you're in college, you can do this thing. So this was, it was her idea and it was a no-brainer. Like, we'll take one year, you know, what's it going to hurt? And we stayed within her network um, for, she goes to Academy of Sacred Heart in Grancato and they have an academy in, um, in New Orleans on St. Charles. Oh, so it was awesome. an easy transition because it's basically the same school, different uniforms. <laughs> Good for me. Uh, my kids uh, being part-time, I get to be home when the little ones get home from school. My middle one's a little bit old. My oldest one is out of the house, of course. Uh, but my two middle ones are still, one's in junior high and one's in elementary. So I still get to do all the mom things for us, for going to volleyball games on a daily basis or bring them to practice and pick them up and homework after school. And I have to wait till 8.30 at night, you know, when you get back from work and, and dinner and everything. We usually about 8.30, 8 o'clock, everything's done, you know. Um, that's a blessing. And my husband travels some for work. And when the kids are off, we get to travel with him, too, because a lot of my work, when it's not an event going on, a lot of it's on the phone and computer and whatnot. So I get to do some extra traveling with him and not be um, away from work, you know. So, Michelle, you bought in sushi just at the right time for Lafayette. So imagine today you don't own the sushi restaurants. What food would you bring into Lafayette now? What's at the right time? God, I think that what's... One of my newest favorite is Indian, you know, and I, I really love Indian food right now. And um, I think that they, we could have, you know, more more ethnic foods. I love our Cajun food a lot, obviously, and uh, I love Asian, obviously. But I like the diversity of having different cultures introduced to our palates in Louisiana. Um, and a lot of things are, a lot of cultures are marrying our Cajun foods 
and making some phenomenal headway in, uh, on a plate. And tell me, are you finding that that people from outside want the fresh food from here to make things so, that you yes, haven't expected? Yes, and we're actually we're in the middle of doing a, a program right now, um, and it's almost yes on the books, but not quite yet. Oh, these one of those oh, we love these. Do tell. Is that um, the Delkin Direct Seafood Program is going to start doing a shipping program? We have the facility. We have to get inspected by the health department and whatnot. But I have a million bay shrimp. It's, it is a little bit pricey compared to shrimp off the boat, of course. Um, but what it is, it's fresh shrimp. It's called Vermilion Bay because it's called in Vermilion Bay fresh white shrimp that is clean, peeled in the vein. So actually what you could do is cut the packet and drop it, the shrimp in the – you don't even have to rinse it. There's no additives on it. There's no chemicals. There's nothing. It's clean and fresh. So anyhow, I get – fresh rip off the boat that usually goes, you know, three to six dollars, you know, give or take of straight of the boat. I do have some of these packs that go for, you know, 17 to 20 dollars because if I'm in a hurry, you know, it just cut the top, drop in your pot and it's good to go. We have a million bay shrimp. We also do catfish and we also do black drum. But that's what we're going to be trying to ship out and working with other companies like we've started doing also selling frozen seafood at our markets. And the frozen stuff, crab meat, frog legs, alligator meat, is bought from other vendors, kind of like third You're party. You're shipping that? Well, we're hoping to start. Okay. You know, that's what <laughs> I want to know. That's awesome. Yes. Like people so outside in, of Louisiana oh, are going online all, to order frog legs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We get that axe. We had somebody this week that asked us if we had turtle meat. And so I called my boss. He said, Tammy, that's one thing I've never had in four years. We started we started their market, you know. So that's something we're going to look into because we actually had somebody that asked for that. It's a very refreshing conversation to hear this because um, I, if you listen or, or watch the news, only thing that sells is negativity. Oh, yes. So they do talk a lot about how... Um, you know, our, our, we're overfishing, which I do think that there is an element of that, but um, that's not for this show probably. We'll have to do another environmental show maybe. But you do hear just the negative side of it, but it doesn't Definitely. sound like the seafood industry is going anywhere anytime De- no, soon. No, no. From you know, the, the, what y'all are doing exactly. with the, building the marinas and yes. all these new programs. Right, because I don't think we'd be getting the grants we're getting if they think the seafood was dying. We just, it, it's just, a, it's crazy because when people call and they say, what you mean there's no shrimp? In the middle of Hurricane Harvey, they, people were calling if we had shrimp or crabs coming in. And it's like, okay, the boats are tying up. They're not sure what's going to happen, you know. And actually the number, when they call the 800 number, they think that the staff, they think we actually at a market. What is your fresh fish for today? What is your fresh cash catch? They think that we're actually the market, you know. Fresh say, fish, do you really yeah. mean fresh fish? Yes, you know, and it's like, no. The market has the fresh seafood on the first Saturday of every month, but we're just advertising for the shrimpers or the fishermen and whatnot. That's crazy. So that's kind of a... Yeah. So, Michelle, where's next for Tsunami? Girl, shut your mouth. (laughs) I don't know. You know, we just... You and I have birthdays this week, and so at this twilight of my life, it's hard work to to open a restaurant. It is not... For the faint at heart at all um and so i don't know if i have another one in me i really don't um but you know i never thought i had one in me and here yes. I have three. my husband it would so, die to open a restaurant that's his dream tell him to day. give me a holler before no, you yes. might not let him talk to you <laughs> so i don't i don't see another one i, I don't see i see just gr- continuing to grow these there's so much that we um we can still do with all three of them and every day we had a, a great idea last night at tsunami new orleans that we're going to try to implement so there's there's and each so one's so different right. that 
the different yeah. areas, yes, definitely, definitely. One of the things that's really cool about that, though, is they are very different. The interiors, um, the menu's the exact same. And every once in a while when we get somebody who compares the food between the two, you know, an avid, like, you know, I see a couple of people in, in this restaurant right now that I know go to <laughs> yes. one or two of the locations. But anyway, when somebody says, uh, oh, this one's better than that one or that one's better than this one, I just kind of chuckle to myself because we make all of our sauces fresh in-house on Mondays at one of our locations. And um, so all of the sauces are the exact same sauce, the exact same <laughs> recipe coming from the exact same two chefs that make it every Monday. Um, we get our fish from the exact same vendors. They'll drop off in one location, keep driving, drop off in another location. So I just kind of... But things taste kind of different when you can see the sunset over exactly. Baton Rouge. Exactly. That's probably yes. what it is. Yes. That's probably what it is. So, yep, yeah, no more for me, I don't think. Never say never. Yeah. If never I never say never. That, like, I thought I was yeah. going to win that big Powerball couple weeks ago and that didn't happen so i guess i'll keep restaurant working this yeah you'd only spend it on more restaurants (laughs) probably should open all over (laughs) as the old cliche goes there's plenty more fish in the sea people usually tell you that after you've lost something like a boyfriend or a job and as a way of being encouraging and strangely it is encouraging for most of us there's something about the expanse romance and bounty of the ocean that makes us just feel good Tammy, your work at Delcom at both the port and the seafood market is the link for a lot of people to that bounty of the ocean. And Michelle, sushi at Tsunami is somewhere between a feel-good meal and a religious experience for a lot of people, including me. (laughs) Both of you are definitely increasing the sum total of human happiness. So thank you for that. And thank you for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. You're welcome. It was delightful. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Tammy Gordon, Community Relations Coordinator for the Port of Delcom and Assistant Manager of the Delcom Seafood and Farmers Market, and Michelle Ezel, owner of the Tsunami Restaurants in Lafayette, Baton Rouge and New Orleans. You can find out more about Delcom and Tsunami by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Café Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe V is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for a fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morell. Our researcher is Anne Christian. Our theme song, On Kill Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escaday. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and our Facebook page. These photos were taken by Gwen Oakram. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off of Pinhook near Callis Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is pet friendly with free parking, free Wi-Fi and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's acadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and krvs 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch.
Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette by Shewitt & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, 